your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike richmond listen to another episode of locked on blazers part of locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube thanks for making locked on blazers your first listen every single day five days a week free on all platforms the only daily trailblazers podcast make it a part of your daily routine make it your first listen every single day it's locked on blazers your team every day uh that sound you hear is the return of Blazer Hoops. It's here, it's here, it's here. What a wonderful evening it was there in Seattle. The Blazers kicked off their preseason slate with a loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. If you are a new listener to the program, welcome. I am so happy to have you. In Typically, what we would do for these games is we do a fastest recap in the West. We'd run down the box score, talk about best performance and all that. It's preseason, no box score stuff. We're not looking at any box score until the games count. So the Blazers lost this game. The thing we're going to talk about is what we saw, not what happened in the numbers, because the numbers don't matter, y'all. They really don't. They really, really don't. But there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Damian Lord was looks like Damian Lord. Jeremy Grant just just jumped out of the gym, jumps off the page, all of those things. I got thoughts on Josh Hart and Anthony Simons. Keon Johnson got a couple exclamation points in my notebook. And Shaden Sharp made his debut quietly. We'll talk about all of that in today's show. But let's start with Damian Lillard. He's back. Listen. This could have been a louder he's back, more emphatic. Um, I could have really, really peaked in these audio levels. But one, I respect your eardrums. And two, Dame looked, Dame missed some shots he can make early in this game, right? Missed missed, uh, missed a deep three he could have made. He came off, uh, they ran a, a, a after timeout play, an ATO uh, play for him. And he just missed a wide open wing three. Um, he missed a pull up early in this one. It's like, he, he was he was getting his looks and it was like, okay, okay, hasn't played basketball since December. Like, yeah, it's, you know, 10 months basically since, you know, nine months really since he, since he's played anything like like this level of basketball. And then he got rolling. And in the third quarter, you know, he didn't play, um, you know, left with about three minutes left in the third quarter. And that was hit the end of his night. But, like, he looked good. He looked good and in a good in a way that like you just you I have no concerns about Dame. Coming in, I had no concerns about him either. But it was like, you know, what are they gonna do differently with him? Not much. They moved him off the ball a little bit, but uh call me when Dame's still off the ball 25 games into the season. Uh the preseason, I am not just like literally no reaction to it. Great, love to see it. Let's let's see let's see if they keep it up. But it's like, you know, he's one of the best shooters in the history of the sport. I wasn't really worried about his jumper eventually falling, but the burst was there. And in the third quarter, he had a couple moves where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's Dame. I know that dude. No, no concerns. No concerns over Mr. Lillard. Like, just, he's gonna, he's back. Blazer basketball was back. And he's, he's, like, this was a celebration of Kawhi Leonard returning for, you know, the NBA account is tweeting out. Kawhi Leonard's back. He was back, also back. Damian Lillard, back too. Uh, you know, the, the Clippers look good. They, that team's good. They're going to be, you know, compete for an NBA title this year. And the Blazers were, uh, you know, they they were after a sloppy and slow start, looked fine. Uh, Clippers didn't play their guys in the second half, didn't, you know, sad everyone. Kawhi Leonard didn't, he, by the time he got back to the bench in the second half, was not wearing a jersey anymore. So um, Clippers played half of this game. The Blazers played three quarters of this game. Uh, Blazers look fine with their starters on the court. Look fine and competitive and good. And Dame was a big reason why. If there was even a little inkling of concern over sort of Dame's availability or health or all those things, it went away quick. Like he's gonna be, he's going to be one of the good ones again. And I'm not worried about him. I wasn't worried about him coming in, and I'm emphatically not worried about him now. You know who else I'm not worried about? 
Jeremy Grant was the most exciting player for me in this game by a lot. Jeremy Grant is the athlete the Blazers have been searching for. They have just missed that athleticism. You know, Mo Harkless and Al Farouk Aminu, like a couple iterations of Blazers ago, were athletic. Um, Robert Covington has slow feet and fast hands. He's not a bad athlete, but he's just... His speed is his brain and his and his hands, not not his feet, right? Like, and he's not a leaper. Uh, Norman Powell, like, miscast as a forward, but, like, a good athlete, but not this big, rangy, long athlete. Jeremy Grant is an athlete they've been just desperately needing, and he had, you know, three blocks tonight, all of them just spikes. Uh, the first one just, th- just thrashed it off the glass and threw it ahead to Nas for a dunk. It's like, the Blazers have just been missing this dude. Uh, you know, I've said, I said on this podcast leading up to, to this, if you're, if you're, again, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're, if, you know, I'm doing, I've been done, done a bunch of player previews. And during Jeremy Grant's player preview, I said he's, he's pretty clearly the Blazers' second-best player. I still feel that way. He was great in this game. Um, you know, his shooting wasn't quite there, not making threes yet. Uh, and, and he had a couple bad decisions passing the ball. But the rebounding, the ability to get to the rim, get into people's space and draw fouls, um, the, just the athleticism on defense, some backline help side defense stuff. Uh, he didn't get to play any minutes at center. Maybe we'll see that in the future, probably not till the regular season. But it's like, this is the guy they've been waiting for. This, I... I I do not think Jeremy Grant, in my mind, could have had a much better debut than he did. He was he was special and useful and everything you could have hoped for um, in a debut. The athleticism, on-ball stuff, off-ball stuff, defensive stuff, denying, you know, he he started the game on uh, on Paul George with, uh, with, with Josh Hart guarding Kawhi Leonard, more on that in a moment, but like, being able to put him on someone who has the juice that Paul George does and not worry. He was fighting over screens. They were on switches. He was not having any trouble, whoever he was check- checking. Uh, he was playing great help side defense. Like, this is this was the type of debut you wanted to see from Jeremy Grant, and you got it. Uh, Dame being Dame and Jeremy Grant looking like the piece they need, that is a successful, that is a successful preseason game pretty much regardless of what else happens like it doesn't anything else positive is is icing on the cake right like the but um the cake itself is a good bake that's um shout out to paul hollywood it's it was it was a good it was a good bake if you were just going to get dame and and um uh and, and jeremy grant to play that well like you could see yourself in the mirror glaze it was just fantastic Let's talk about the mirror glaze. Let's talk about that icing, though, because I thought Josh Hart was really good. And I have some thoughts on Anthony Simons. I'm going to share that in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market. If you have not tried the Built Puff flavors, go try them now. They're available at Built.com, and you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get yourself 15% off. The Puff flavors are marshmallowy, uh, come in a whole bunch of different varieties, covered in 100% chocolate. If you're a marshmallow person and you like chocolate, Try one of these bars because they're packing on average 17 grams of protein and just four net carbs, four grams of sugar and under 180 calories. You're not going to find a better protein bar. You're not going to find something that packs more of a bunch. So go save yourself some money. Locked, locked on 15. I give you the wrong promo code up front. I'm going to give it to you right now. Locked on 15 at built.com to save 15% off your next order. Locked on 15, built.com. Go check it out. All right. Let's talk about Josh Hart. He started a small forward tonight. This was not a surprise, but a surprise. Uh, I've been saying a bunch on this podcast that I think Nazir Little will start. Um, 
Chauncey Billups told reporters prior to the game that Josh Hart started this game, not to read anything into it, and that Nazir Little and Justice Winslow would get their chances to start during the preseason and the the, the battle, the, the competition is probably a better word for it, uh, for the starting small forward spot remains ongoing. I apologize to Mr. Billups, Mr. Big Shot himself. I've already read into it, dog. <laughs> I've already read into it. Josh Hart not only... Not only was competent, you know, they put him on Kawhi Leonard, the matchup. The Blazers switched everything one through five, so the matchups did not matter. Um, I didn't love the switching early. I thought it got a little better late. Saw a little zone, all that stuff. We'll talk about that later in the week. But Josh Hart started and is he's just so clearly the Blazers' fifth best player. He's just, he's just, he's better than Nazir Little. He's not, he's a little smaller and not as long, but he's just better. He like, he had a grab and go in the first quarter. Where he just grabs it off the rim and he's, he's such a good straight line driver. If you don't stop him in transition, Josh Hart is going to go to the rim and finish. He's strong when he gets there. Um, he dribbles with purpose. He can pass the ball. He can handle. He's competitive on defense and he is one heck of a rebounder. Watch Josh Hart on a, the defensive glass. He rebounds out of his position at such a high level. And by out of his position, I mean, he sees the ball off the rim and he goes and gets it he does not wait around he goes and gets it nobody blocks out in the nba it's like nobody blocks out in the nba uh, you you wish they did a little bit more but like nobody does it just it's it, it doesn't happen um josh hart is among them that doesn't block out but what he does do is he releases and goes and finds the ball he gets it up you know he high points it up is when he gets up in a crowd he chases it down on long rebounds he will go get a rebound on the opposite side of the rim after it hits it like he just is a wonderful rebounder he's a competitive defender the 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 ball handling as a as a third tertiary ball handler in the starting unit makes makes some sense um one thing they did in this game was they 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 took Ant out early and then brought him back at the end of uh, the first quarter. Dame only played the first nine minutes, uh, and that you know and Hart was off the floor at the end. So it, instead of having Hart be that backup point guard, it was Simons. I think that makes sense. You give Simons full control of the second unit. Um, that might actually be the way you maximize Ant's production. That would make a little bit more sense if they want to do stuff like that. If they want to have Ant have like significant time on the ball when Dame isn't there um, to be to be the like the pick and roll guy josh hart he might not make perfect sense like he might make a better sense on that second unit uh eventually maybe nazir little like makes a real case to just have to be that guy but hart just looks so much better than Nas in this game one game very early very meaningless i, I thought josh hart was a better basketball player beforehand i still think it now but i also coming into the game i thought nazir little would start i i guess i still think it now but Josh Hart made a compelling case just because he's good. He's just good at basketball. And at some point, the Blazers, who don't have a ton of depth, um, you know, I, I like this team and I'm I'm intrigued to see when Gary Payton and Trenton Watford are healthy, what the depth looks like. But at some point, you might just need to get your best players in the court. And if that means playing Josh Hart at the three, that might just mean playing Josh Hart at the three. He looked really good. He looked really good. Avery Simons looked okay to me. I think, the, you know, a really positive up top. Dame, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, no, no complaints. I thought Nurk was fine too. I didn't love Ant's game in this one. Uh, they were switching everything and uh, he was competitive, mostly on switches a couple times. Once he got Zubac on him, Zubac just dunked him easily, you know, dunked on him easily. Um, I thought a couple times other on switches, he got caught and, and fouled just because he got he got beat a little bit, but he's he was competitive. I, I'm not, wasn't super, super worried about his defense. That's the spot I'm mostly watching Ants. Um, I didn't love it, but it's fine. It was not, not like a not a big negative for me. I didn't love his offensive game. 
I really, I really didn't like this offensive game. No, I really didn't like. That's overstating it. And I, it's preseason. Not, that's too hot of a take. I thought that Anthony Simon settled for too many in-between floater range shots. He is an elite shooter. And it is a, it's a, a little funky. But boy, when it comes out of his hands, does it look clean. Um, the release is a little funky and is his base a little funky. But when it, it looks pure coming out of his hand. Great shooter. Love to watch. Could watch the dude shoot all day long. Really good pull up off two feet. Like if he can get middies, he can pull up off two feet. Has the skills to get to the rim. Has not put it together yet. Just hasn't put it together yet. Just still not there. And in this game, three, four, five occasions, I believe. Let me look at my notes real quick. I have it marked down five, five separate times where I thought he got himself into that floater range, like six to 11 feet in there, six to 12 feet in there, uh, where you kind of take floaters or little runners. And he took hard shots. They're just hard. It's not that he can't make them. Ant has a nice floater, good touch. He's a really good offensive player, a great one even, a budding great offensive player, I should say. But like, those are too hard. And they and they don't, you're not going to get fouled on floaters. He's got to find a way to either pull up, I think, a little bit deeper and get his feet set so it's not a runner and not a shot on the move, or get a half step deeper. Uh, that's easier said than done. Like, it's like James Harden's like, if I could just run and dunk, I would do that. Uh, talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. If everyone could run to the rim and dunk all the time like Giannis was, they they would do it. It's not like that's like Giannis has cracked the code. It's a skill to get all the way to the rim. Ant's got to develop that skill a little, little bit stronger. Uh, or he's just got to pick his spots. Like, even if those floaters go in, like, even if the, if the, the ones I marked down go in, like, they're hard. Those are challenging shots. Um, and, and Dame is, or Dame, and is so good that like, you just don't want him to take challenging shots. You, you want him to, you want him to find easier buckets because he's, he's such a pure talented offensive player that that sort of like the shot profile being like, Oh, those are really hard. Like it doesn't, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to do it. He's got a, um, it, I didn't love his offensive game. I'm not worried. <laughs> I think he's going to be fine. Like I said, if he gets um, carte blanche to run the pick and roll uh, and run the second unit and run a ton of pick and rolls, he'll get he'll get himself into better shots. And he he did a little bit later in the game, but I thought um, particularly early and then a little bit in the second quarter, he like he just he just took some some bad ones, some some shots that are just too difficult. Not even bad ones, shots that are too difficult for how talented he is. Go get easy easy buckets, and you're capable of it. Go get easy buckets. You're He'll get there. I'm not worried, but I just, I won't want to be honest in my nitpicks. I want to, I, want, I take notes for a reason, want to bring him to you. You know who looked darn good though? Keon. Keon Johnson looked darn good. Let's talk about him in the third segment. Join me there, won't you? Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Keon Johnson is a ball player. First, a little notes here. Uh, Gary Payton II did not play. He's probably not going to play all of preseason. He's, he's, he said at um, media day that he's hoping to be ready for opening day. That does not read like someone who's going to play in preseason. We'll see about his availability for game one of the regular season. We're still a few weeks away from that. Trenton Watford also didn't play with a hip flexor. Chauncey Billups told reporters at shoot-around that it's just been something that's bothering uh, Trenton, but he's... No concerns. Just like it's a preseason game. If you got if if you got aches and pains, bumps and bruises, now is the time to rest them because uh, there's a lot of games to play coming coming up here in in the future. What that meant was that there was no GP off the bench, and because Josh Hart started, the only guard on the bench that was like you know it was a choice between a couple a couple guard types on the bench. 
and the first sub of the game was Keon Johnson, and Keon was great. I have been maybe a bigger doubter of Keon than others, um, than certainly many of my listeners who've told me how good Keon is. Um, he was really good in Summer League, built on built on a kind of underwhelming to me rookie season with being really solid at Summer League, uh, just competitive on defense, can shoot from three off the dribble, can get all the way to the rim because he's a freak athlete and he's super strong, has great balance when he drives. Uh, and he just, he had it all there. Uh, this was a really good Keon game. Like he 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 pat he made some good decisions uh, on the move, which uh, his decision making left a lot to be desired last year. And I thought mostly he made really good decisions. Um, his athleticism was there, getting all the way to the cup. His finishing around the rim is really good. He hit a nice little wing three. Like he's he's still competitive and and on defense. Like he, he Keon can play. One of the concerns for me, though, is that I don't see how Keon plays if the team is whole. Like if GP is healthy, if Gary if Gary Payton the second is healthy that's Keon's minutes like that's where they are I do think there's a situation where they just go small because like again you just want your good players on the court and like Keon comes in and plays as the 10th guy and they just have a a super small second unit or something like a smaller second unit uh because they're gonna they're also gonna be they're gonna be small at other times uh but it's nice to know if Keon doesn't play and I think it's very reasonable that Keon doesn't play just because of the way the roster is constructed is that he can contribute if GP does miss time or if you if you do need, you know, foul trouble or whatever it might be, Keon Johnson looks like a dude who can contribute in the NBA. He looks like a guy who can play against, you know, other other NBA players and go get his stuff. He didn't always look like that last year. He looks like that now. He took big strides. The athleticism that was mostly like noteworthy because he's athletic, but never really he could just like was less functional because he just like couldn't couldn't get himself into like quality two point looks last year is was there that was there in this game off the dribble, getting to the rim had a great back cut along the baseline where it's just like a random cut. Uh, you know, he, he read the defense and had a nice random cut to get free after kind of a broken play and made a great layup, a reverse layup with his right hand. Like dude just looked good. He looked good. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't see him a path to real like significant playing time this year. He could play a little bit, but like significant playing time this year. But he looks like a dude who can contribute in the NBA and the Blazers, a team that doesn't have a ton of depth, having having more parts you can count on, having more guys you can count on is just a wonderful luxury. Um, and so if Keon is a guy you can count on but doesn't play be, doesn't play when the team is fully healthy, that's just a nice luxury to have. Like um, Keon's taking big strides. I thought game one in the preseason was was another really nice game from Keon. I was impressed with him. Notably, though, Keon played and Shaden Sharp didn't. The Blazers' first subs, Keon, Nazir Little, Drew Eubanks, Justice Winslow. That was like kind of in the real run of play that they played nine nine dudes. Um, Shaden Sharp came in and was the 10th guy. Uh, they actually ran an ATO for him coming out of a timeout. He got at the top of the key and looked like they were going to run a pick and roll for him, and he lost the ball out of bounds, and he basically did not touch it again after that in the, in the half. Um, he went almost nine full minutes without... Uh, recording a statistic, a counting stat, no box score stuff, but he went nine full minutes without recording a counting stat. He, um, I got to do box score stuff. I backed my way into it. He grabbed a rebound late in the fourth quarter and he had, he had a, um, he also missed a shot attempt. Um, he, he had a highlight where he blocked a shot late in the fourth quarter, but, um, this game was notable for Keon not being part of the rotation when Ke- Chauncey didn't have his full complement. 
but he showed us if this was a real game, here's who I would play. And off the bench, it was Keon, Nas, Justice, and Drew. Those are who he's, those are the guys who are clearly ahead of, of, of Shaden Sharp in the rotation. Believe, believe folks when they tell you. Chauncey Billups told you everything you need to know about Shaden Sharp's early playing time. It doesn't exist. It does not exist when the regular season starts. He is going to have to earn it. The whispers out of camp is Shaden Sharp is good and he needs some of some reps, some seasoning, some some time. Yes, that's what like I don't even think like we saw him look like I don't bad, right? He just like didn't he didn't get very many touches. Um he didn't, you know, he just he just wasn't part he was not part of the plan tonight. Believe it when they show you. Chauncey Billups is telling you all you need to know. Shaden Sharp is not going to play when the regular season starts early. He can earn his way there. He could have one heck of a second half of his rookie campaign. But right now, he is on the outside of the rotation looking in. And quite frankly, I think that's fine. Like I've said a bunch. I do not think at 19 he needs to play for him to have a good career. He's Everything we've heard about him is that he's good, supremely talented, uh, incredible athleticism, all of these things. If you've read closely, Billups and Damian Lord have both kind of said, had some caveats talking about him. Here's what he needs to do. Damian Lord said, like, whenever he's ready, February or next year at, at Media Day. That's an indicator right there. It's like, that is not someone who people are touting to play in October, November. He's a project. He might be one heck of a project, one super, 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 super talented project. And, you know, and he might end up at the end of the year being working his way right into the rotation. But early on, he is not there. The young guy to be excited about playing is Keon. Um, Shaden was, Shaden just more than like, I don't think he looked bad again. Let me say that. Like, I just think he just, he didn't know where, he didn't have a, a place to fit in the regular rotation and like, and, and, and. Coaches are competitive. They want guys they can trust, want guys who can take a step. Keon Johnson was basically out of the rotation last year until the team was like actively bad. He's taken a big step. He looks like a guy who's right on the fringe of the rotation. It's kind of just a normal development track. Sharp is on something similar. Obviously, seventh overall pick versus the 21st overall pick, all of those things, like highly touted all those things. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's just like he's out of the rotation right now and, he's, and, and you want to see him just do more in game number two. The highlight block he had was, you know, he, uh, there was a, it was actually blocked by Olivier Saar. The Clippers get it back and they drive and, and Sharp read the drive early, was there waiting for it and got up above the rim to swat one cleanly with his right hand. Like, yeah, that's it, right? Like he has some instincts. He has freakish athletic ability. And then like you saw the rest of the plane, it's the rest of him was his plane. It just doesn't always click for him. Uh, you know, he had a putback dunk after the, after the buzzer, just kind of like casually grabbing a, a missed, a long missed shot from Greg Brown and windmill dunking at home. And it's like, yeah, this, this kid's got it. It's just like having some skills and being able to them translate to the league, translate to like games in the league is, is a little bit different. I don't think he's there yet. And I think it's okay. That's what I saw in preseason game number one. Preseason game number two, tomorrow night in Portland. Oh, let me say this too. Um, bad bad job, everyone involved. This game was available. If you have our League Pass subscriber, this game was available to watch in Portland on League Pass. No one at the Blazers knew that. That's a failing by the league. I did not blame the Blazers or Root Sports for that one. The league needs to say, hey, we're going to put this one on League Pass. No blackouts in Portland. We all could have like... Many of you are League Pass subscribers. You could have watched this. Could have been no problem. Wouldn't have clowned Root Sports in the previous episode. What the hell? What the hell? I, I literally had a conversation with someone who works for the Trailblazers and was like, what's the deal with the broadcast? 
That person had no idea the game was going to be available on League Pass locally, and it was. What the heck? What the heck? What the heck? I watched it on League Pass at my house uh, here in Portland. And so stupid. So silly. I'm not going to watch tomorrow's night's game in Le- uh, on League Pass, though. I'm going to be in the arena. I'm really excited to see this team in person. I will bring you a show after that when the Blazers play the Jazz in Portland on Tuesday night. Uh, that one should be a ton of uh, like it'll be fun for me. I'm, I'm just I'm like I'm excited to see NBA basketball in person. I had a ton of fun. I, I thought the first half of Blazers Clippers with two, you know, the Clippers are really good and Blazers played them well. It's a really fun basketball game. Like I had fun watching the NBA. It is a great feeling. I'm holding tightly to my joy. I hope you are doing the same. I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. The season is here. Dame's back. Jeremy Grant looks good. Josh Hart's ball and Amphrey Simon's going to fix his shot profile. We're doing it. We're here. Tell your friends about this podcast. It's available wherever they get podcasts. It's also on YouTube. Uh, make your second listen of the day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd's killing it. Uh, make sure you do not miss our season previews, Locked On NBA. It's going to be on the uh, Locked On NBA feed, wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube, however you're listening to the show right now. Search Locked On NBA and check it out. We are previewing every team in the league. Locked On can do this like no one else can. We have a daily podcast covering every single team in the league, and we'll have previews with those local folks, local media folks in market, in every market in the league, talking about the team getting getting you prepped for the season. Don't do not miss those uh, in the locked on NBA feed. Make, make sure you subscribe. Come back to tomorrow's show. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.